Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the TFC Roundtable. Today I'm joined by my co-host Nico and Dante. As usual, uh, we're going to have a special guest coming on shortly, live. It's a, for a major announcement. You're going to be really excited when you hear this. All the TFC fans and soccer fans in the MLS won't want to miss this, so stay tuned because the announcement will be made shortly. But I want to thank all our sponsors first before we get to it. we got Popeye Supplements here in Woodbridge. For the best prices on supplements, visit Popeye Supplements. we got nine-round kickboxing and fitness. Visit Louis and Maple and Bond, two locations to serve you. And finally, our buddy Santiago from TFC on the road. We'll be visiting Montreal with him shortly in July for an away game. Make sure you get your seat. It's going to be incredible. So guys, we're going to start off. There's a lot of stuff happening in Toronto sports. And I know this is a, a soccer show, but we got the Raptors on fire. We got all the soccer players in the house. I'm not sure if you saw Joe Vinkel's been watching the playoffs here in Toronto. There have been a few other big name soccer stars. Tiana Henry's been here and a whole slew of other celebrities. What do you guys make of what's happening in Toronto? Because the excitement is palatable. It's incredible. Uh, haven't felt something like this in a very long time. Can you imagine if Toronto wins? Dante, what do you think? I love the energy right now, you know? It's just, it's unbelievable. Like, I mean, just to add to what you said, like, we have Thierry Henry in the house, like, Patrice Airpar, like, all these celebrities are in Toronto. Like, yeah. this whole city has gone berserk, and it's just, I mean, considering how young I am, I haven't seen anything. Like, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't even alive when the Jays won, so... Like and, just, and that was nothing like, even closely exactly, in comparison to this. Exactly. It's just I've never seen such chaos downtown. Like Nico, are you down there? I'm fired up. I, I wanted to. The weather and work and everything made it impossible, but I made my way to a local bar, and even in there, it was just insane. It's Everywhere. Serious. Everyone's got the fever, you know? And how good of an audition is this for Toronto to bring in international prospects for even for TFC Absolutely. because you look at all the guys going to the games you look at the guys invading Jurassic Park right. one night like they're having fun Absolutely. so how, how, how good of a destination does Toronto look now because of this Raptors run for a team like it's Toronto it's an exciting FC. city and you know you can see it and all the celebrities love coming here and players are saying this is a phenomenal place to live and play and you know, it's attracting international attention from all over the world. You even have uh, pundits in England, Germany, China, Korea, Spain, all commenting on what's happening in Toronto. It's phenomenal. Now we saw Toronto FC win an MLS Cup, obviously small in comparison to an NBA Finals, but we sort of saw what the excitement and what the fans in Toronto really crave, um, and that's quality sports, quality soccer, quality baseball, basketball, etc. And if we get a win here, it's going to be phenomenal for our, all Toronto sports. Do you agree? 100%. A win a win for Toronto. I mean, don't get me wrong. They should have won yesterday. Blowing that lead in the last two minutes could cost them in the long run. But a win for Toronto here is massive. Absolutely. It's massive. Absolutely. It takes away the worry of if Kawhi is going to re-sign. Because you know what? You win one, don't be greedy. <laughs> Absolutely. He'll be back. They win, he's back for sure. I still think he's going to sign again for another year because they are that close. Whether they win or lose, I think he'll be back. Guys, can I add something here? The Raptors are worth $2 billion right now. Insane. Worth more than the Leafs. Insane. Wow. Wow. Look what, look what Kawhi Leonard's and, and done. In a, look a what short amount of time, 1995-96 yeah. was their inception. 
uh, within a quarter of a century to go from zero to two billion dollars just phenomenal enough and you know what you feel the excitement when you go to a game now you know oh, yeah. you go to a basketball game it's all about entertaining the crowd getting the kids involved you don't see that at a maple leafs game you don't even see that at a tfc game you wish you'd see more of that but we only see it at a raptors game and i don't know why that is they're, they're owned by the same ownership team so why is it that you go to a, a basketball game and it's so entertaining and fun and alive and you got a dj and you go to a, a game a baseball game or you go to an argos game or you go to a tfc game you don't have that same excitement what is it nico well, what do you think well i think with basketball it's a lot easier to inject incitement because at a soccer game you're playing 45 minutes non-stop Basketball game, there's timeouts, there's officials' timeouts, there's out of bounds, there's plays, there's breakage in plays where they can do these exciting things. Where at soccer, you're going 45 minutes straight, then you have the halftime to do something, but then you're going another 45 minutes, then game over. You don't have that time to make it as exciting as you want, which is where supporters come in handy for <laughs> soccer by screaming and chanting, right. and that's what makes right. it fun for the game. Absolutely. And when you're not performing, your supporters are a lot quieter. Yeah. And that's when the game starts seeming like it's dragging a little bit when you're Absolutely. sitting there. As for as far as the Jays go, baseball's been one of the most boring sports in the world for the last 30 years. Yeah. I mean, still, the, still has a big just, following. It has a huge, it has a huge following. I don't understand it. I like going to the game is exciting enough because you get some food a little bit maybe once a year, but oh my god. Yeah, I can't even compare a Jays game to a Raptors game, Jays game to a TFC game even. It's and yeah. totally I was different. gonna say like the Raptors have like a bunch of dance teams as well. The halftime show. Sometimes you'll get like a magician here and there. You'll get even like even at the con. Like I went to game one of the NBA Finals. We got a concert for halftime, right? ASAP Ferg. We got and you, you got, you got it's entertainment everywhere. You got big personalities. You got Drake, yeah. obviously, yeah. courtside, yeah. irritating everyone, oh, making yeah. a spectacle of himself. <laughs> but it draws attention. You got even the super fam, Nava Bada. Yeah from the uh, car dealership. Like that guy is there every day. He's high-fiving Drake. People are getting excited. So you've yeah. got the personalities. We don't see that in soccer. Maybe we need to be there courtside or we need to be we there be a at the fans. field. We gotta be the super fans. You got <laughs> it, which is a possibility. One of the things that really blows my mind about what's happening with, with the basketball game is, I don't know if you guys noticed, the 50-50 draw is now national. Yeah. You can buy 50-50 tickets yeah. all over. The last draw, Someone won half a million dollars on the 50-50 draw, which is insane, but it's phenomenal. And I thought, why didn't anyone ever think about that before? Why haven't they been before? doing it the whole time? Why did this just start now? So whoever <laughs> came up with that at MLSE deserves a raise. Bill Manning, you need to talk to that guy. That was brilliant. There's, there's, and the money goes to charity, but at the end of the day, it's going to causes that are going to benefit yeah. um, local charities, and that's phenomenal. I did purchase a ticket, by the way. Good man. There's two people at MLSE that deserve a raise. The person that figured out to put the 50-50 nationwide and whoever invented the seat-to-your-seat seat ordering now on the TFC yeah, app when you're at the game because yeah. I didn't get up once during the TFC game and then the Raptors game as well. I just kept opening up the app. Yeah. Another beer, another beer. And it just kept coming right to me. Slide I didn't have to get up. up. It was beautiful. <laughs> Give that person a raise because it's, I will be enjoying TFC games it's Uber way more eats. now. Uber Eats at the TFC game. <laughs> So guys, let's talk a little bit about what's happening with TFC on the field. They just acquired Omar Gonzalez, uh, U.S. national team player, came over from uh, Club Pachuca in uh, Mexico. Uh, solid defender. I think Bradley had a hand in bringing him over. What do you guys think about that acquisition? 
I love it. I mean, he's won three MLS Cups. He's won a CONCACAF Champions League. Like, the guy's got experience. He so, wasn't doing great in the Mexican League right now. I believe he's on loan to Atlas from Pachuca. He wasn't doing anything spectacular. But in the MLS, it's a different style of play than the Mexican right. League. He can still dominate. He's only 30 years old. He's five years younger than Drew Moore. That's right. If he can replace Drew Moore at what he brings on the field, then this is a massive signing. And don't forget, he is lethal in the box on set pieces. Yeah, strong, strong So, so you know what? I, not only am I excited for that, I'm excited now because now we have... Altador, Bradley, and Gonzalez. Three people that people in the United States hate the most from their last That's United right. Soccer runs. They can all cheer against us even more because I want that hate from That's all right. the American teams. So bring it on. And there's some cohesion because obviously they know each other. They've played exactly. with each other at the national level. And that's what we want. We want players who are basically cultivating, nurturing, and working with each other to develop and get better and better. And players who have played with each other in the past will be able to do that because exactly. there's that familiarity. Uh, guys, what do you think about what's happening with our, our situation? We haven't won a game now. There's been a, a losing streak. We tied the last game. But at the end of the day, it's not looking too optimistic right now. What do we need to do to change things up to win a game? Well, for starters, I mean, obviously, you know, we gotta we gotta finish our chances here, but uh, I, I thought I thought last game you know th there was a lot we were pressuring them a lot Kansas City I know they had two penalty shots which was one was especially questionable and uh, I just you know we're getting there but at the same time I just don't think we have the players and. Uh, you know, I'm, we might just have to so wait. So when you say we don't have the players, you're talking about the strikers, our yeah. forwards. Yeah. You're talking about Stri uh, strikers you know, we got Hamilton and the up chemistry. there. Right, strikers and the, and the chemistry. So I mean, what do you think we need to do to, to improve that chemistry? Do we need to make some changes? Is there someone off the bench that we could bring on? Well, um, they've been trying to bring on Boyd. Yeah. They, they've been playing Boyd. They had Hamilton on as well. Um, doesn't seem to really be clicking. That's the thing. We're not we're not gelling right now. Obviously, I mean, and everyone can see that in the play. It's pretty glaringly obvious. But uh, I, I like the three-five-two. I, I think we saw that a bit last game, and uh, it's a start. But uh, I mean, hey, we got two strikers now instead of one. So the offense, you know, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, it gets better. But I mean, time will tell. But I, I just we need something right now. So is it finally becoming pretty obvious that Jovinko was more of an asset than maybe we thought he was? Is that is that a possibility? Uh, yeah, yes and no. Well, of course, Giovinco two three years ago was where that is what we're missing. Right. But even last year, he was still there. We we're still having these same problems. I think the MLS landscape is changing, right. in a sense that teams are getting more chippier, more not smart, but they're playing a different style of game than they were playing even three years ago with Starboys. Now they're going after them more. They're chipping at Pozuelo a lot. They're right. chipping at our strikers a lot. I mean, it's a dirt. It's getting it to be a dirtier game. So is it a dirtier game just in MLS or worldwide? Because i got to tell you something. I've been watching a little bit of uh, European Cup qualifying. And the quality of play for me, the development of soccer over the last decade, has been phenomenal. It's been monumental. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. see the level of play at a heightened pace. Um, physicality's improved. Technicality's improved. But it seems like we're sort of going backwards with MLS. Why is that? Like you said, they're getting chippier, getting dirtier. They're going after designated players, which shows me that there's a lack of respect for high-caliber players. Well, that's why. I think you have players that are nowhere near the level of skill as a Pozuelo, as a Carlos Vela, and they, in their mind, okay, I don't have the skill on them. I got to beat them mentally. How do you beat them mentally? You run at me, I'm taking your legs. You're not going to run at me again. Right. right? So he's try they're trying to beat them mentally, and that cheapens the game, and that, dis that 
that makes it so unappealing for big names to come over here and play. Right. It's very so it's, it's very unfortunate. I feel like they need to do something to fix this. I mean, people have come out and spoke out about it already in the league saying they can't be doing this. We want the players to come. We can't be playing this style. But right. I don't see it changing anytime soon because there is such a talent gap between a midfielder on the San Jose Earthquakes and Pozuelo. It, 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 it is. Absolutely. No doubt. Although... Big name players still want to come to this league. We, we just saw it recently with Daniela De Rossi from Roma, um, I believe signing with, uh, with LA. So what is going on? Why are these players continuously coming out to the MLS if the level of play is not at par with obviously Europe or South America or well, other parts of the world? I, I just think they want the American experience, you know, like overseas, especially, I know, especially my relatives from Italy, like, they're obsessed with whether it's New York or Chicago or L.A. or these massive cities, and they just want to, you know... It's the American experience. Exactly, the American dream, as they especially say. Especially right? the West Coast. There's yeah. a, a yeah. big draw out in L.A. Hollywood. You see tons of players uh, gravitating towards there. Exactly. And now Miami uh, International, which is owned by yeah. David Beckham, That's gonna be is starting point. to draw some players, and we're starting to hear a lot of rumors about who could possibly be joining his side. And money talks. Too right, De Rossi is a great player, but he's old. Right. But look at the early right. days of the MLS two when TFC started. It was all the older guys who were once superstars yep. that weren't making that much money anymore because of their age got it. came here to still make that money. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying we'll keep attracting those older before retirement stars. It's still hard now because China and Saudi Arabia and everyone's trying to grab them you too. Got it. But uh, we're trying to are. we're still trying to grab them as well. But it's going to be a lot harder to grab a Giovinco now, right. who is still in his prime, prime. when he came here. To yeah, grab those prime right. athletes now, it's going to be very hard. Yeah. Unless. The money, like you said, money talks, money talks, and we start paying these guys the big bucks because I think that'll override level of play, quality, et cetera, et cetera. As long as you're paying these guys, they will be drawn to the U.S., Canada to play in the MLS. Now, my biggest worry as well is if they get sold, right? So, for example, Almiron in Atlanta going to Newcastle, right? We there's and succeeding that, and succeeding, but there's that possibility as well, right. which obviously affects the league. And soccer is a business, buying and selling yeah, players. Exactly, it's been done in Europe forever. You got a lot of the Portuguese club sporting uh, Benfica, Benfica who have yeah. developed great players the likes of Ronaldo sold them. sold them and made a business out of it so we could possibly start seeing that happen here in MLS but it's hard in MLS right because all the sales go to the league it doesn't go only a percentage goes to the team yeah so all, like the whole sales so, like let's say you sell Almiron for what was it 20 mil or something like that yeah something like that Atlanta only gets a percentage of that they don't even get those so what is the incentive for them to sell yeah I think MLS the needs to give the teams the ownership of the players and let them sell and make their money to better their clubs. Yep. If Agreed. you develop Agreed. a player, you deserve to profit from it. You don't deserve to help San Jose profit. You don't deserve to help Chicago Fire yes, profit. Although the profit sharing in the league sustained that league in 1994 yes, when it started. It was needed. When, absolutely. It was needed. At that time, it was definitely needed. If you didn't have a profit sharing system, most of those teams would have been bankrupt. And a lot of teams did. I, Miami had a team. I still think some teams in the league would be bankrupt right now if we didn't have profit sharing. I, like Colum Columbus would be one you of them. A, like Colorado could be one of them. Like there's a lot of teams that need that as well. I get it. But you're not going to grow as a league if you still play by these old rules. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, guys, it's time for us to bring on a caller right now. We've got a special announcement. So what I'd like to do is uh, make this call right now because we're going to announce something epic that's never been done on this podcast before. We've got a very special guest, and we're going to hear this announcement right now. Okay, guys, live on the phone right now, we have one of our TFC Roundtable members, Mr. Mario Pileggi. Mario, welcome to the podcast. I know you couldn't be here. you got big responsibilities at home, but, uh, you know, 
daycare and babysitting. That stuff doesn't fly here on uh, TFC Roundtable, but we'll let it slide this time, okay? Tony, I really appreciate it on behalf of my family, my son. We're really, really grateful for your support. No problem. And I, I love that guy's hair, man. Keep up the good work with that. We're going to go uh, get a sponsor. Hopefully Head & Shoulders or Vidal Sassoon is coming on soon. There you go. So, Mario, in all seriousness, we got a lot of big news for the TFC Roundtable podcast. Some you, amazing, you, exciting you news. I want to tell all the followers you've been working on this for the last month, and we finally have some exciting news to tell all our followers. Actually, we've got three major announcements. We're going to announce two of them today, and then we're going to have one major announcement coming up in the next week or so, but I'd like you to announce uh, what you have and what you're available to release today for all the people who watch the TFC Roundtable. Okay, perfect, Tony. So listen up, everybody. The most important thing that's going to be dropped, you're going to love it. It's going to be huge and a major announcement that's going to be dropped in our next podcast next week, so make sure you tune in. Right now, the two most important things that we're going to discuss is our website is up. So you can catch us live at www.tfcroundtable.com. We're also now accredited with Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes Podcasts. Subscribe now for your chance to win free games. And we're not talking about nosebleed tickets, Tony. Tell them exactly what kind of tickets they're going to be getting. Right behind the TFC bench, guys. So follow us on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify. We are now officially on those three uh, social media networks. Make sure you follow us because you have a chance of winning amazing seats literally right behind the TFC bench where you can shake hands with the players and players do give you attention. Amazing players like Terrence Boyd comes up, shakes your hand. You're not going to get that experience anywhere else. Make sure you follow us. Go to our website and follow us on Spotify, Google Play, um, and Apple iTunes. And Mario, I know we got some other exciting news that you want to let everyone know about. So thanks again for getting that and putting that together. Mario worked super hard to get us onto iTunes. And, uh, you know, he spent the better of, of a month to getting us on there. So thanks, Mario, for doing that. And our next major announcement, we're going to be doing something live. You want to tell us about that? Absolutely. So listen up, guys. Here's another, here's another big one. Come join us on the 26th of June, live at the Atlantic game. The TFC Roundtable podcast is going to be doing a live podcast right at BMO Field, right in front of the ground at the Wall of Honor. You make sure that you're going to be there. We're going to be giving away two VIP tickets to the game that night, but you've got to be there. Guys, you have to be here watching us at the podcast to have your chance to win the tickets. Absolutely. So you heard that here, guys. Make sure you follow us and make sure that you come and see us. We're going to be broadcasting live from the Wall of Honor at BMO Field. The whole TFC Roundtable crew will be there filming live. We're going to be answering questions. We're going to be talking to fans. It's going to be incredible. We're the first and only TFC podcast to do that. It's going to be epic, and you got to be there to win the two seats, uh, basically right behind the TFC bench. Amazing seats. You can't beat them. Mario. And Tony, one last thing. I just want to give a quick little shout-out to the Waterboy Report and to Nico on the Roundtable podcast. Without these two guys who have been helping out tirelessly because they've been really helping out with the accreditation process, 
Got to give him a quick shout out. We really appreciate all the work that you're doing and big things are coming. Just stay tuned and make sure that you subscribe and download the podcast because you're going to get here Absolutely, absolutely. We also want to thank our buddy Dante and the real Marco G for always uh, being there for the podcast and being hardcore supporters of uh, local soccer and TFC. So, guys, make sure you join us. It's going to be a live podcast. It's going to be incredible. You get a chance to win some amazing seats. That's amazing news. And I know we got another major announcement, which we can't release today, but we're going to do it on the next podcast. Can you give us a hint on what that's going to be, Mario? I'll give you just a little hint. It's going to be somebody that's really, really, really influential within the TFC family. Just believe me when I tell you. Absolutely. Guys, this is big and epic. And for a podcast like ours, which is a fairly new podcast, uh, we've got a guest that's going to blow your mind. And we've been uh, ranting and raving about uh, possibly buying TFC and, you know, changing up the organization. And we've been heard. And we've got this major guest that we're going to announce next week. And you're going to hear it here first. And if you are a soccer fan, MLSC fan, if you are a Toronto FC fan, you can't wait to hear this announcement. We're actually going to do a live taping where we're going to have a live studio audience and an after party. So this is big. This is going to be epic and a uh, possibility of having some TFC players here for that podcast as well. Right, Mario? Absolutely. Can't wait for it, buddy. All right. Thanks a lot. We'll let you get back to your uh, babysitting. I know it's uh, important, hard work. So uh, keep up the good work, my friend. Okay, guys. Have a good show. All right, thanks, Mario. Mario. Take Take care. care. All right. Okay, that was Mario Pileggi from TFC Roundtable. Okay, guys, so a lot of exciting stuff happening here at the TFC Roundtable. Just before we wrap up, we've got to give a quick shout-out to the Canadian women's soccer team playing at the World Cup in France. Nico, they pulled off something pretty monumental. Um, They they are looking really hot, i got to tell you. Uh, What do you think about their chances are of winning this World Cup, this Women's World Cup? You know what? I'm not going to lie. It's not looking good chance-wise if you look at the odds. However, screw the odds. Absolutely. I'm all in. Absolutely. They look good their first game. They won the game they needed to win. Yeah. They won one nothing. I mean, they could have capitalized a little bit more For on their sure. chances. For sure. But Gorgeous it's game goal. Beautiful. Gorgeous goal. You in the air. Header. Wow. Incredible. Gorgeous goal. But Young you know what? Game one. The big game's coming up, though. Not next game. The game after against the Netherlands. That's their big yeah. test. If they could get past that... They yeah, have a chance. Yeah, sky's the limit. And you know what? I saw them play live against Mexico at BMO just before uh, going to the World Cup. I got to tell you the quality of play. I enjoyed that game probably more than most MLS games. The ladies were phenomenal. And I, I'm really enjoying this World Cup. A lot of quality uh, players in this World Cup. I'm wishing Canada the best of luck. I hope the ladies do it. Um, and I know that there is a chance that they could win it all. They've got the leadership there, and, Christine Sinclair. And you know what? So, yeah, you know what, Canada, you did great. But I got to give the finger of shame to the American women's team. You score 13 goals against Thailand, that's fine. Score as many as you want. But when you score goal number nine and you're celebrating like you just won the World Cup, come on now. That's like if we saw Real Madrid face Toronto FC and celebrate every single goal they score after 5 nothing. It's a joke. Uh, Be, you've been uh, the, there before. The only thing is, Nico, i got to disagree with you. I think when you're down, you got to kick them. This is pro sports. Oh, yeah. It's not health league soccer. If you're winning 13-0, you need to win 14-0. I agree. You're down, get them. I agree. Don't give up. No mercy. It's pro soccer. No, at the I'm, end of the I'm day, with you. 
I don't give a shit because we say, you know what? You gotta have a mercy rule. No mercy rule is the World Cup. No, no, no. no. mercy. Foot on, foot on the throat. It should be 14-0. Foot on the throat, keep scoring. But when Absolutely. you score your ninth goal and you got your girl on her back kicking her legs in the air like she just scored the game winner, that's embarrassing. Yeah, and score 15, score 16, score 17, I don't care. It's embarrassing for Thailand because they should stick to martial arts and not soccer. It's not a soccer country. No disrespect to the Thai people. But you know what? Every country specializes in a sport, whether people like it or not. Nobody wants to say it. Italians specialize in soccer. Okay, they don't specialize in sports that are, are popular in other countries like Canada. They're not curlers. Go ask Italians if they're curlers. There's no Italians curling. They could never win at curling. So if Italy plays Canada, Canada's going to win 13-0. I don't even know how you score curling, but it doesn't make a difference. So stick to the sports you know. That's my final thought. Dante, what do you think? Well, I mean, you guys said a lot there, but I got, I got to say here, you know, I'm so proud of this Canadian women's team, and uh, I know with Christine Sinclair and her leadership, we're going to go very far, way farther than the quarterfinals. We're going right to the finals. We're going to march right to the finals, and we're going to win that damn thing. We awesome. have to. We have awesome. to. Before we go to, shout out to York 9 FC, Ryan Telfer, coming up That's for a TFC right. game and grabbing an assist on the game-tying goal. Yep. So you're telling me that guy could come in, put in an assist, and he should be on York 9 while we have Marky Delgado still up here? Absolutely really? not. That's a great yeah. point, and I agree with you. Uh, the only one thing I can say is maybe the CPL could be a farm system for the MLS where you know you can bounce players back and forth, develop them, or a player's uh, injured, you put them down, yeah. you bring them up. I didn't know that was allowed, that you could just yeah, call up on absolutely. a loan quick. So that's yeah. huge. That's so, yeah, huge. Especially huge. now with Gold Cup going on. That's, that's big for right. us. Exactly. So shout out to Team Canada men's team. You got the Gold Cup yeah. coming up. And you know, a lot of confidence there. I was watching a little uh, documentary, a little uh, bio, and Osorio was saying how this team has gelled and you're gonna see a different Team Canada. So we'll see if that's true or not, but he's saying that you will never have seen a Team Canada like this one in the last 20 years. They're not Let's content just being there anymore. That's right. They want to win. Absolutely. Who, who do they play? Martinique, I believe? Yeah, hey, listen. You know, CONCACAF is made up of small countries, little island countries, yeah. 3,000 people uh, <laughs> islands. Okay, so it's not going to be that difficult for Canada to come through because, you know, you, yeah. you, the only three big guns in all of CONCACAF are really Mexico, USA, and Canada. Jamaica usually does well. Sometimes Panama. you got Costa Rica, Panic Costa Panama. Rica. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the big guns should be Canada, USA, and Mexico. They got the resources to develop their players and pay them. So yeah. we should see Canada fare well. Let's see if Azorio's right and this team gels. That's the good news for us too. We got Mexico in our group. Yep. So if we could finish second in our group or first, if we can get past Mexico, either way, we're, we're avoiding Mexico in you the next it. round. So you got it. Beauty. Fantastic. Yep. All right, good luck to all the Canadian teams. Good luck to TFC. Stay tuned. We got some major announcements. Like I said, we're going to be broadcasting live from BMO. Uh, it's going to be incredible. Make sure you're there for your chance to win two seats, two front row seats, right behind the TFC bench. Be there or be square. Go soccer. Go Canada soccer. We'll see you next time on the TFC Roundtable. Don't forget to follow us on Apple Music, Spotify, right. Google Play. Follow the podcast all along there if you can't watch it on YouTube. You got it. Take care, guys. Take care.